In today's episode, we'll be discussing Cry Macho, directed by Clint Eastwood. Starring Clint Eastwood as Mike Milo, Dwight Yoakam as Howard Polk, Eduardo Mineta as Rafael Rafael Polk, Natalie Traven as Marta, Fernando Urella as Lita, Horatio Garcia Rojas as Aurelio. Music was by Mark Mancini. The movie was released on September 17, 2021 on a budget of $33 million. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Kendrick. And this is Movies in Black and White. Hit it, bro. Hit it. No, you hit it. No, you hit it. You hit it. I'm not hitting it. God damn it. Hit it. First of all, why are we talking about hitting anything? I don't know, man. Start. Let's go. Go. All right, man. All right, Kendrick. We're here to start Cry Macho. Review this movie because, you know what? It's Clint Eastwood. It's a Western. Mm -hmm. We're thinking Westerns are going to make a comeback in some time here. I genuinely Uh, think they will. uh, I think... This uh, one's more of a Western drama, though. Western drama, yeah. I, I agree. And it's, but it's still a western. <laughs> well, this is like anything else Clint Eastwood's done recently, right? You yeah. go in, Clint Eastwood's had to make a shift. The yes. dude's ninety-one years old. That's just man. He, wow. the fact that he's You're, still being his own headliner <laughs> and directing director, these movies himself, all this stuff, putting in like, the work. How he does this is beyond me. But his last few movies have been just more drama-based than his old action-based you know well yeah i mean has for to me be. clint eastwood's always shift. been old even in the 90s the dude was old, was old. Yeah. yeah even dude when i saw him in dirty harry when i was in, in the 80s right old. he was old yeah i mean you know it wasn't like i mean we could all wish just to live as long and as oh, dude. like life fulfillingly Active. as yeah clint eastwood has no doubt now with that being said mm-hmm. this needs to be his swan song I agree with you. As he, far as the acting goes. Yes. He could still direct and write yeah. and produce. He's amazing at it. Mm-hmm. He is getting way up there. Unless he does start doing like bit roles. Right. He is. I, it's it's getting to be the point like uh, Roger Moore in Bond. Right. There was a point where Moore said, okay, enough is enough. I can't keep doing this because at what point is it just laughable? Right. Yeah. Yeah, We're getting to that point here. Yeah, I agree. And I thoroughly love Clint Eastwood. Like, in the past couple of years, I have discovered and enjoyed the shit out of Clint Eastwood stuff. Like, I, I fell in love with all the Dirty Harry movies. I fell in love with all his westerns. Right. Everything. Like, I've, I've watched so much of his crap in the last two years. I've loved, uh, you know, The Mule probably was one of... If not my favorite Clint Eastwood movie, except for, uh, I mean, Pell Riders, you know, his old stuff, uh, and Unforgiven. Unforgiven was like amazing to me. I love that movie. That movie's great. The ending kind of fucked me up a little bit, though. Like, I was not prepared for it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I will say, uh, the Man with No Name trilogy. Oh, yeah. That's actually, so like when The Mule came out, 
I saw it in mm-hmm. theaters, and that's what made me start love, falling in love with Quinn Eastwood's movies and stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, I had seen some of his stuff before, yeah, yeah. like Space Cowboy and stuff like that. Right. Going yeah, on. good movie. Um, when I saw The Mule, I went and I was like, okay, I'm going to start watching more of his crap. Mm-hmm. And I started with the no- Man with No Name trilogy. Oh, gotcha. And for a fistful of dollars, and what, oh, there was another one. I forget yeah. the name of it. <laughs> Those names are goofy. Um, I loved them. Like, right. I thoroughly enjoyed them. I have yet to finish The Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Sue yeah. me. I just It's a long movie, and yeah, I've never yeah. had the time to it thoroughly is. sit down and enjoy the whole thing. What I've seen of it, I love. Was loved. Hang em High one of the... No. Um, I'll look it up. I, yeah. I don't remember what the first one's called, but I'm pretty sure for a fistful of dollars was the sequel. Yeah. Um, but I love... That was probably my favorite one, having not finished... Uh, it's called the Dollars Trilogy, excuse me. Okay. Uh, let's see here. It is... Oh, okay, Fistful of Dollars was the first one. For a few dollars more was the second. And then it was The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Okay, good. Now, For a Few Dollars More was actually my favorite. Okay. But those were made in the 60s. Yeah. And so after that, I started watching spaghetti a lot more. Westerns. Yeah, love yeah. spaghetti westerns. Yeah. Now I can see why Tarantino is as good as he is, having just grew up uh-huh. and watched, binge-watched the shit out of him. Um, yeah, no, he is, he's a once-in-a-lifetime industry changing actor almost right he's done everything there is to do when it comes to filmmaking yes having said that there's no shame in for him stepping down as much as i enjoy watching him 91 i would have stepped down 15 years prior (laughs) exactly (laughs) i mean the mule should have been his swan song because the mule was fantastic it was this movie was good but we're starting to see some cracks in the foundation, right? Yeah. Like he's there's scenes where he's shaking more, and he yeah. he can't help it. He's ninety one years mm-hmm. old. The dude is fucking still out there being active every day, trying to sell these scenes. But he can't sell he these can't scenes, knowing as yeah. old as he is. And like, there's a scene where he punches a dude, and it's like, like, dude, it's through that punch from ten miles. It's away. almost depressing watching. And, yeah, yeah, and and it was weak, <laughs> right? You know, but yeah, I agree with you. It's like okay. There's certain things you you look at in this movie and you go, wow, you're 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 past it, right? You're past it. Well, not not to say he couldn't still be in his own stuff, however much longer he's got. I not mean, like, the, not as that character, not as the lead, not no. as the no. bad. Now, this is why I could see it being his swan song, right? Because mm-hmm. he kind of wore the similar outfits he wore in his original spaghetti westerns. Yeah. He had a arc about a guy having to accept that he's getting older, can't really right. do what he used to do just at the the tail end of his life, mm-hmm. right? This That should be it. Cutting it. Yeah. That's it. I agree. Like, you have enough. As much as I would love to have a lifetime war of Clint Eastwood stuff, he can't keep doing this. No. No. This, is, this was a... And like you said, at times it was painfully obvious that he's beyond those those type of roles right, right. you know directing yeah. uh writing i mean i w- some of the writing in it wasn't great no you know some of the lines had that were delivered were not well know, it's like okay it's simplistic right but you know as the story itself uh you know was a was an awesome story i, I at first you know watching the movie i was like okay this is him and Dwight's Dwight Yoakam's interaction was kind of just almost forced. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, 
And I was like, eh, I'm not liking it that much so far. But as it got into the story, got into, you know, the the meat of the characters and the relationship between him, the boy, and uh, the woman in, you know, in the little town they found. Right. That was... That was know, the best part of the really movie. was great. Yeah. yeah I like that. Now, so he's, like I said, too old mm-hmm. to have really sold this role. Right. Like it, Stallone barely sold the last Rambo. Oh yeah, I mean he's fit as yeah, a fucking fiddle. Yeah, but but he, they're getting up there. Like yeah. these old action heroes are getting up there. In age. <laughs> Even like, they Stallone can't said after uh, Suicide Squad, he said, "Yeah, this may be what I yeah am I'm doing for now." Voice you know? over a fat shark. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, so this movie actually has been in production hell. Wow, since like the seventies. Yeah, so, okay, and Richard Nash's Macho was a screenplay rejected twice by 20th Century Fox in the 1970s. Wow. He reworked the material into a novel called Cry Macho in 1975. After receiving positive reviews for the novel, he pitched it again, claiming that he did without changing a word, and sold it to Fox and several other studios before his death in 2000. Wow. (laughs) So, um, producer Albert S. Ruddy is noted for trying to adapt the novel into a film ever since it was first published. In 88, Ruddy gave Clint Eastwood the opportunity to star. Now, in the 80s, this oh, movie would have been immensely better because he could have rocked it. Yeah. I think. Now, let me let me let me preface this. Eastwood's good in everything he does. I've never seen a movie where I did not like Clint Eastwood's acting. Even though he's old, he still delivers the lines right. Now, granted, right. some of the lines were goofy. But he still delivered. He still him. delivered him. Exactly. It, if he just had like maybe ten years younger, he would have fucking rocked this movie. It. Yeah. So okay, um, they gave him the option in '88 to star. He opted out to reprise his role as Dirty Harry in the Deadpool, well, um, while offering to direct and suggested Robert Mitchum for the role. Right. In '91. Filming began in Mexico with Roy Schreider as the lead, but production was never completed. Oh man, that would have been horrible. Following a failed attempts with Burt Lancaster and Pierce Brosnan, Arnold Schwarzenegger was given the option in 2003 of starring in either a Westworld remake or a Cry Macho adaption. After picking up the latter, Schwarzenegger was advised by Ruddy to put the project on hold when he was elected the governor of California. In 2011, he announced he would star in Cry Macho with filming set to begin in New Mexico and Brad Furman attached to direct. However, the project was canceled shortly after Schwarzenegger's divorce with Maria Shriver following a scandal revealing he had fathered a son a mm-hmm. decade earlier with an employer in their household. Yeah, that would have gone over really well uh, with this yeah. plot. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> talking about being a bit too much on the nose. And um, going out to Mexico to get this kid. Yeah, that's half yeah, half Mexican. white guy, half Mexican woman. That's Yeah, that works over perfectly. Yep. Too little, too on the nose, if you ask me. Yeah. And plus, I would have never seen Schwarzenegger in this role. No. Roy Schneider would have been bad in it, and I think Schwarzenegger would have been bad in it. I don't think Schwarzenegger would have been necessarily bad, but his German accent doesn't Probably really lend a cowboy. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't. It doesn't. He doesn't fit. Right. Um, you know, Mitchum. Eh. But like you said, Reynolds would have been great. Reynolds would have been really good. Eastwood in the '80s. Yes. Fuck yeah. Yes. Hell yes. Deadpool was an okay movie, mm-hmm. but I'd much rather have seen him in the '80s than this. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would have been a really good movie. Uh, the the pacing would have been a lot better, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, like we said, it, it's his swan song. It's kind of like hope. we hope it's his swan song. Well, yeah, 
acting wise yeah Yeah, acting wise keep on directing give yourself the bit parts of an old man in the party or something like that yeah or like the mentor yeah but i feel like after gran torino you can't top mentor besides what he did in that movie i agree i agree because it like we talked about it a little earlier it, it puts you in kind of that mind of gran torino right but it's just he can't he it's can't do crazy that. to see how much he's aged since grand torino oh my gosh in this movie he looks yeah. so frail i mean yeah. he looked frail in the mule, mule. and yeah, the mule was what three years ago yeah three yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. god damn it's amazing yeah. how fast you'll degrade the older you get dude it's it's, it's a quick process it's a quick process well in the grand scheme of things it's quick yeah to us it's a can feel like a drag sometimes but yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I, he's, he's more on the thing. You don't, I don't think, you know, we're not going to come on this and just shit on Clint Eastwood Uh -uh. because, you know, he's, he's, he's an icon. He's done so much in movies and so many things are, uh, were influenced by his acting, his directing, things like that. So many genres, uh, no, the you dude is literally a fucking legend. Yeah, you have to respect what he's done and just go, you know what? It'd be a good place for him to bow out, you know, as far as out of acting. It, it, I can understand his hesitancy to do that because mm-hmm. that's all he's ever done and known. And and it might be hard for that. Maybe that's what's keeping him going. That, that's yeah. I was going to just say that. I said there's a lot of people who, you know, I've known people uh, in my, even my old job um, that retired in like four years later they're dead right you know yeah, they gotta like, keep working they gotta the people's going. reason for getting up every day right exactly that's why but they highly suggest you find hobbies yeah and projects for you to do and grandkids are an important thing gotta at that find point another right. reason man now all that being said we're not shitting on eastwood no. eastwood's a fucking legend no, but it, it, like i said it goes back to what Moore had to do right at what point is it laughable yeah he could continue to star in his own roles and stuff like that oh yeah as long as it's not this type of role yeah like you know the mule was a great perfect role perfect for him perfect it fit his age yep. everything stuff like that like there are plenty of stories about older people that he could, that he could definitely rock. do yeah. yeah he's fantastic like i said every line he sold in this movie he fucking sold it yeah and even you know like you said the, the comedic timing of what he's so you know oh, some he's of funny. The lines. it was good it was on point I'm surprised he didn't have any racist jokes though, because he he oh, puts up some no. fucking funny racist singers sometimes yeah, in freaking Grand Torino. Oh yeah. my god! I man. remember watching that movie. I was like, "There's no way in fucking hell that movie would fly today." Yeah, no, because no, he no, no. was racist as fuck in that yeah. movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Now, granted, he was a Vietnam vet. That was you know dealing with what was the kid? The kid was Korean, right? Yeah, yeah. Great yeah. movie. Fucking loved it. But mm-hmm. I was like, "Holy shit, he fucking racist." <laughs> yeah, no doubt yeah but yeah i mean honestly for for what this movie is i i enjoyed it right i enjoyed you know it grew on me as i watched the movie oh that was the scene the scene where he's breaking the horse yeah i was like okay i cannot believe like i knew it wasn't him on that horse obviously right yeah but i was like okay you're really fucking with me here because you're trying to make me think that this 90 year old man is riding that fucking Bronco and breaking Dude, it. Dude, if you're... Bullshit. 
if you're you'd get jostled around that much as a night right. you're breaking bones well, it's just funny because uh, like it showed the distance shot of yeah. him riding the horse right mm-hmm. and then it showed a close-up of him and it was kind of rocking him almost gently yeah and i was like yeah he's on some kind of platform or exactly something. like okay this okay. you're you're really breaking my suspension <laughs> disbelief right now <laughs> yeah no you, doubt. you fucked up on that one yeah you can't he, it wasn't gonna be him which I'm glad, you know, he didn't go, hey, I'm going to do my own stuff. Yeah, let me get up yeah, on that horse. That's dumb. Quick, um, get the easy left. Let me get up there. Yeah. Burr. <laughs> that's fucked up. Oh, that's terrible. It's, I, I don't want to make fun because no. I have nothing but admiration for Clint Eastwood. No, exactly. It's, it's you know, and plus it's, it's lowballing. Right. I mean, it would be easy to do that but it's you know like you said you have to show people a certain amount of respect because how many people he's he's been in acting since what the 50s uh early 50s? he came to prominence with uh sergio leone's movies right and which was in the yeah. mid, early mid 60s but he was even before that though he was in he was acting yeah it, the 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 dollars trilogy was kind of a last ditch effort for him mm-hmm. and that's what shot him to prominence right so it's kind of like what happened in um what was that movie? why the fuck am i forgetting the movie it's one of my favorite movies uh once upon a time in hollywood okay yeah what he went through in that movie leonardo dicaprio's character is kind of what happened with clint eastwood right mm-hmm. like he couldn't find real good work that was pushed propelling him forward so he went and did spaghetti, spaghetti westerns against his will kind of just kind of hoping it would boost his career. And that's what catapulted him into stardom, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah, I mean, he was in movies in the 50s, but because he was in, he was a lot of uncredited roles up until about 58. But then he didn't do anything until 64, which was a fistful of dollars. And that he did a fistful of dollars in 64 for a few dollars more in 65. In 66, he did The Good, Bad, and The Ugly. And from then on, he was just in thing after thing after thing after thing. Like just, And then in 71, he did Dirty Harry. You know? he just It just rocketed him. That dude has eight kids. Yeah, he has a lot of kids. There's a eight. lot of infidelity things going on there. Like If eight you actually kids. read into it, that dude has oh, had quite the gosh. life. Yeah. Well, Scott Eastwood looks just like him. Well, yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, eight kids. Yeah, there's a couple of Murrays and stuff in there. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that's his career, you know, spanning, I know, from the 50s. Right. On. You're talking 70 years. Uh huh. 70 years of acting, man. Uh huh. Hey, <laughs> and who, who's pulling that off? Every movie he does is enjoyable. And I, yeah. I, I specifically like when he got heavily into directing. Yeah. He's an amazing director. He is very He good. knows how, like, even watching this movie, right? You could tell it was done by a professional that knew mm-hmm. what he was doing, yeah. knew how to work the camera, knew what scenes to shot and mm-hmm. how to shoot them. Mm-hmm. There was no wasted space in this movie, it felt right. like. Right. I mean, even, like we said, you know, some of the uh, writing was a little eh, mm-hmm. but the directing put you it, it carried some of the bad writing. Right. Because you you got the whole feeling. It engendered that feeling. You could you could identify with each one of these characters in 
be interested and involved in their story. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's good. That's great directing. Right. I mean, <laughs> that's how that is. I mean, but yeah, I definitely say watch it. It's, it's not for everybody because it's not something where you're going to be like, oh, yeah. Ooh, what's going to happen? So it's going to, you know, any suspenseful stuff. No, it's just, it's, it's a straight, straightforward, a straightforward drama yeah. kind of, you know, older generation passing on to the younger generation, yeah, exactly. finding your place in I the agree. world. I was surprised that it took place in the 70s. Yeah. That kind of took me off guard a little bit. Yeah. Now, at the beginning of the movie, though, it said in 1979 they were in that office and, he and then fired. a year later and a year later so it was yeah. 80 yes 1980 but yeah i mean it i was not i was not prepared for this to be a period piece though right i wasn't either that's <laughs> funny i say period piece and it takes place in the 80s does that make you feel old no 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 because you know that's what it is <laughs> it's, it's, it happened in the 80s it's true the 80s is like yesterday no i'm kidding <laughs> yeah well, it was only 40 <laughs> years ago who's counting yeah no doubt no oh i mean like you said the plot was decent it was it was a it was a decently written movie i want actually knowing that it's a book now i want to mm-hmm. go and read the book and oh, okay. see the kind of differences okay the only things that took me out of this movie was a few of the lines like we talked about it the, the way Clint Eastwood is by no fault of his own. I mean, he's just an old dude. He's going to be shaking some scenes because right. he's getting up there in age. Mm-hmm. Dude is still a badass, though. Like, the way he carries himself, even as old as he is at times, and the way he presents himself to people, mm-hmm. like, I still wouldn't really want to fuck with that guy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's you know, he's, it's like you said, He's been, you know, a confident individual for a very long time. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it's, you know, he carries himself that way. But, yeah, the, the only other thing that I looked at in this movie that I kind of was like, okay, it's very just kind of was in your face, was that kid's mom was just a fucking train wreck. Oh, she was a, a super hoe. Oh, my God. Super hoe. And then hoeing him out. Yeah. That was horrible. Yeah, that was. It's like my. That God. kid Damn. definitely had the raw end of the deal. And now, mm-hmm. like with the whole thing with his dad wanting him. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Like he wants to make amends, and then you find out the dad just wants him kind of to get him away from his mom to use his leverage. leverage. Yeah. I was like, okay, wow, that really fucked me up a little bit. Yeah. This kid literally has no place, but his dad still like, I just want him, I to, just be want here. him to be here. So like, part of me is like, okay. I think he made the wrong choice by going back to his dad. Yeah. Should have just stayed with Clint Eastwood and that lady in that in, town in, in Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. Better been happy. I'm curious to know, which we'll probably never see anything else more from this movie, right? Right. What the fuck happened to the kid after that? Well, I think here's the thing. And I think Clint Eastwood understood this when he was teaching him how to break horses. Right. I think he was trying to add value to that kid. Right. For the dad. Because I think... It, he he had worked for the dad so many years. He knew the man he was. You know, he he believed that he wanted the son just because he wanted his son right. at first and was, you know, surprised when he, he revealed the lie. But he he wanted to make sure that hey, you can you can make it in the world. Right. Up there of your dad if you can break horses and you have a skill like that. Right. He'll appreciate it. And, you know, I think, you know, that will help 
the other aspects of their relationship. You know what I mean? The dad, right. The son's relationship. Well, so. And that's kind of, that makes it almost worse a little bit though, because being a dad, you should just love your son. Exactly. You shouldn't want <laughs> them to not, have a skill that you can put their use. That wasn't Dwight Yoakam's guy. Yeah. You know? No, I that understood that, thing. but it's literally rocking a hard place. Which one is the lesser of two evils? Oh, fuck being with the being mom. with the dad is the lesser of the two. Yeah, evils. no, definitely. That bitch was crazy. Yeah, she was, <laughs> she was. She, I mean, fuck, I'd rather him be put to work <laughs> than right. be fucking. Oh yeah, my little my friend over here wants to, you know, have some fun with you. Yeah, that is, what the fuck is well, that? I mean, this is how bad you knew it was, right? That that lady lived in a fucking mansion, mansion. yeah, and he was out living on the streets, surviving by cockfights. Yeah, you'd rather live on the streets, get beat up, and deal with whatever's out there. And then go then home and deal with that shit. Home. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, there was some, problem. There was some heavy-handed shit to unpack yeah. here. And they, yeah, was. they didn't really delve a lot into what that kid was dealing with psychologically. Right. They kind of glossed over a lot of it. Which I think, uh, you know, would have... The movie was kind of, in a way, depressing at certain points. Right enough and i don't think that he wanted to turn it into something that was just so whoa right. so heavy he wanted to let to give you the understanding that hey we're kind of going to keep it simple and give this kid an opportunity to experience a good part of life mm-hmm. you know a simple life but a you know a meaningful life right in this you know in this little city for a while you right. know uh so yeah they were there for a good couple of weeks yeah exactly yeah Jokum's like, it should have taken five days. I love how, too, they're like, the way they stumble onto that town they were driving through, and Clint Eastwood goes, oh, this looks like a nice town. Let's go explore. Yeah. Like, huh? What? Like, what what the fuck? We're just now, we're staying in this town because you just decided you wanted to go explore a random ass town when you were trying to get this kid back across the border. Right. Look. Man. Yeah, there was, um, just like with the mule, right? There was Mm -hmm. no big climax. There was no, holy shit, we've overcome the day moment. It was just boom, boom, end. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, you know, semi-happy ending for the kid. Mm-hmm. Happy ending for him. And a happy ending for, you know, Clint Eastwood and the lady. Right. I mean, it's okay. I, I could live with that. I was, right. you know, I wanted, like I said, the direction and the right, you know, story lent itself to you wanting to see that. You wanted to see them be happy. Right. You know, everybody had had a, had a rough run. Yeah, you know? no, definitely. I mean, geez. Well, in Clint Eastwood's character, he... I See, I, I don't know how old he was supposed to be. I don't either in that. Because, uh, what's his name? Yoakum's yeah. character, right? He was supposed to have known Clint Eastwood's character for a long-ass time. Yeah. But they were nowhere close to the same age. age. <laughs> He's got a good 20, 30 years on him. Yeah, exactly. So, the fuck? You know, yeah. I don't know if Clint Eastwood was supposed to be portraying younger than he was. Here's the deal. He looks his age now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, look, he like, looks 91, man. Getting up there. Like, he's looking his age. Yeah. I mean, except on the poster. He looks pretty... Well, pretty that's spry a whole lot of Photoshop. <laughs> well, <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but yes. <laughs> Sorry, buddy, but yeah, no. Um yeah, I think possibly, you know, Dwight Yoakam probably could, I mean, you could foreseeably say, okay, yeah, Clint Eastwood was 20 years older than Yoakam because, okay, Yoakam built a business, 
hired a guy that had already been a known, you know, <laughs> handler or something like that. And you want to know how much older Eastwood is than Yoakum? About two years. <laughs> 20, 27 years difference. Oh, jeez. Oh, Pete. Yoakum's 64. Oh, jeez. He was born in 56. Oh, my gosh. And for context, Eastwood was born in... 30. 1930 on yeah. the dot. May 31st, yeah. 1930. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, business-wise, yeah, I could see him ha- hiring somebody who was experienced. You yeah, but I mean? he was there helping him throughout his life, especially after he broke his back and everything from yeah. the bo- ro- uh, you know the rodeo yeah. days. Yeah, yeah. The way it was kind of portrayed, it was they were similar of age, like they have known each other for most of their adult lives. I would, yeah, I could say. I, I mean, I have to yeah, go back and watch parts of it. a lot together, but yeah, but I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, there's. there's and some, then Yoakum's over here with a thirteen-year-old kid. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Hey. This crazy ass hot Hispanic chick. Oh, she's <laughs> fucking bonkers. She was nuts. Definitely stereotyping with that. A, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Well, I mean, the lady that they met in the village, she was a fucking feisty woman herself, too, though. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. She's so I do what I want. Hey, I will. You know, it's my choice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here's your breakfast. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't need to be free on a few. It's my choice. Like, yep. Hey. Obviously, everything when she wrote, said was in Spanish. Cool so. beans, brother. And I appreciate I that it. too. How everybody in the Mex- Mexico, mm-hmm. for the most part, except We're for like the mom Spanish. and a few other people, spoke yes. Spanish, and a yes. few people spoke English, but mostly it was just right. Spanish. Right. So he was just kind of picking it up as he went, and then mm-hmm. the little girl knowing sign language that was kind of cute too, Helped and he kind of yeah. knew it a little bit. Yeah. And that was cool. Cool, cool, cool stuff. Yeah, it was a, like I said, I I hope that whatever he does next, he doesn't try to play younger than he actually is. Right. Because it's just not believable anymore. Yeah. As much as I'd like to watch Eastwood, and I'll watch Eastwood and anything else he puts out from here yeah. on, which I can't imagine he has more than maybe one or two left in him. Because it's, it, it would be, it'd be painful to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Seriously. Yep. Like yeah. I said with more, at what point is it laughable? You know? Yeah. Exactly. Don't be the boxer that's hung on too long. Don't be, right. you know, Vander Holyfield just got knocked out by somebody who was a, oh, Vito Belfort. Right. Uh, you know, so don't, don't, don't hang on too long. Well, don't there, 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 there is a point in time in life where you just have to hang up your coat. Right. And say, okay, I can't do this anymore. Or I got to switch gears within this. Yes. And not be, you know, you, there, that's part of aging. Like yeah. you don't, you don't, this, you only go through physical puberty once, yeah. but you go through several puberties in your life where oh, it's yeah. a changing of your life, yeah. right? Like you yeah, grow dude. and change as you get older. Yeah. It goes in cycles. Yep. It's, it's there. But yeah, I agree. Um, just, you know, write out, write out on the acting note and say, okay, yeah, it's a little too much. Let's just go back. Wheel this back in a little bit. Yeah. 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 That's why I liked him what he did in The Mule. Yeah. Because that, that was in the wheelhouse. Yeah. That was believable. It was. And it, it worked. Was very, it, it, I think, you know what? Like I said before, that is probably my second favorite Clint Eastwood movie. And your first is what? The Unforgiven? Yeah. I'd say so. Okay. I can see that. I like those two really good. I like those two a lot. I was kind of caught off guard in Unforgiven when 
you find out that they had been taking payment from the prostitutes in town. Yeah. <laughs> cracked me up. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Like, what? <laughs> they were over here getting it from the prostitutes? <laughs> That's your payment? Okay. Morgan Freeman's character was married and he was just still getting it too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's a that's a different movie. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen the original Dollars trilogy movies? I've seen uh Fistful the, of Dollars okay. and The Good Bad and Ugly. You haven't seen For a Few Dollars More? No. Dude, I don't think I went there. Highly recommend that one. Okay. Cuz the guy that was in the The Good the Bad and the Ugly as the bad guy? Mhm. The bad, obviously, uh yeah. Angel or whatever his name was. Yeah, yeah. He's the bad guy. Or no, he's he's a bounty hunter in for a few dollars more. Oh, okay. And him and East would have to kind of like team up at a certain point. Right. Fucking phenomenal. Nice. Like just a great movie. Nice. Also like Pale Rider too. Pale Rider's good. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like Eastwood's movies. I mean, uh, Space Cowboy was probably the first one I actually remember watching. Yeah. Because I was like, you know, six or seven when it came out. Right. Enjoyed it. Like... All the cast, man. De Niro, I everybody. So, was awesome. I so want. Or not De Niro, but uh, Tommy Lee Jones to get off that dang on uh, off the moon. No, I liked. I liked how it ended with him on the moon, yeah. just staring off into space. Off the space. I mean, yeah. if you find out you got terminal cancer, oh, what's the best way to go? That's the fucking way to go. So yeah, you know, you're basically gonna fall asleep anyway. Yeah. No, that's a great, yeah. great cast. Great movie yep. in general. No, he makes he makes solid shit no matter what. Even yeah. even this one. Having the issues it has, it's still a solid it's movie. It's still a solid movie. Yeah. I mean, you still come off going, I, I like that. Mm-hmm. You know? It's pretty good. Yeah. With that being said, what would you have? Score it. I'm going, I mean, I, you know, I'm going to say a 6-3 for that. See, I'm going to go a little higher. And just okay. because I like the way he works, I'm going to give it a 7. Just because I like his directing style, right, and I like the way he presents stuff, even with the issues that I have with it, he still does a solid fucking job with it. Yeah, but the only the only scene I could go without throughout the whole entire movie was him breaking that Bronco. Yeah, just because it was beyond unbelievable, and the punch probably. <laughs> yeah, the punch I can get past, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. breaking a Bronco, I'm calling absolute horseshit on. Right, pun intended, horseshit. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. I try. That's funny. Yeah, so I'm curious to see if he does anything else after this. I mean, you never know until a trailer comes out if he's doing anything else, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's been married a bunch. He's got a bunch of kids, too. Or he's been married twice. Yeah. But he's had a lot of partners throughout life. Yeah. Dude's a player. You're dirty, hairy. Man. He's the legit for a reason. Yeah, no, he's he's a fucking he's old school. You don't get yeah. much more of school than this guy. No, no, you don't. <laughs> All right, champ. Anything else to add on this one? No, nah, man. Well, guess we'll be back with some other stuff eventually. <laughs> yeah. Night. Well, we'll be back. We filmed this all this in one day. All of these past four episodes. Right. We'll be back with Venom. That would probably be the next one. Then yeah. whatever else we got going on, waiting for that bad boy. Yeah, it's gonna, gonna be, be nice. Guys. Gonna All right, be nice. Until next time. Peace. I've been Kendrick, and I've been Mark, and this has been Movies in Black and White. Thanks for listening.